Welcome to another episode of My Hope is Built On with your hosts, David and Dan Ziegler, a show about real people with real stories answering the question, what is your hope built on? May this week's episode bring you some hope. Welcome back again to another episode of My Hope is Built On. And again, we have another amazing guest with us here today, Nate Grawl. Nate is currently in the Wisconsin area and uh, just a new a new friend who has some hope he'd love to share with the, with the audience today. So, Nate, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. Um, I uh, grew up in Wisconsin area and uh, my father uh, started an ice fishing company uh, that makes the polar tip ups. And uh, that's what we're known for. So I've been doing that for 40 some years. And, uh, but my heart really was in, uh, in the ministry and in, in studying the word of God and understanding it for myself. So um, when I was, uh, I got married and shortly after that, my wife and I took off for Baton Rouge to go to Bible college and uh, studied a couple of years there. And, um, but I, I was really uh, interested in the book of Revelation and, and understanding that uh, God's promise is that we can understand the book of Revelation. And I always uh, struggled with the idea that most people shun the book or, or read it and have no understanding of it whatsoever, really frustrated with it. And uh, so I believe God uh, gave me some insight through the Holy Spirit. Um, and I wrote a book about it and uh, to simplify the book of Revelation. So that was high on my on my list and got another book I'm working on as well. But um, yeah, uh, and God has been my guide and my strength um, all my life. Uh, gave my heart to the Lord uh, when I was nine and a half. And then the family went through divorce. And uh, and so that was tough. I mean. But um, I, when I was 18, I um, went to a Bible camp and uh, recommitted my life to Christ in a, in a strong way. And at that point, that's when the Holy Spirit was opening the scriptures to me. And, and um, yeah, it was, it's been a wonderful ride. <laughs> Although, uh, as we all know, um, <laughs> the trials, there's trials in life and, and there are hardships and and that's what we're talking about is, is, is hope and how we get through those trials and hardships. And because um, let's not make any mistake, they're, they're difficult. And in the heat of the battle, um, our flesh can rear up and, um, and God's got you covered in, yeah. that, in those situations. And, uh, and God understands who you are and what you're going through because he did it himself. Of course, he, he did it without uh, fleshly mistakes, praise the Lord. But uh, yeah, but he's got us covered. He knows who we are and, and what we're dealing with. Well, and, that's, uh, that's what's talking about today. Yeah. yeah, no, and I think that's great. You did that. You said that because it's a great tee up for really the next question, which is, so Nate, what, what is your, when you think of hope, what does hope mean to you? Yeah, hope is, is prom the promises you're, you're, you're relying on the pro on, pro on a promise. You're hoping in something. Mm. And when it comes to, to God and the, and in the scriptures, he's it's the scriptures are really solid on, on God 
basically in Hebrews, it says that God cannot lie. And, you know, my whole being rests on that. And also, you know, Jesus uh, had the, the parable of, of the two men that build houses and one built it on, on a rock and the other guy, he liked it by the seashore and, and he built his, his house on the sand. Well, life is, the, life is like the waves of the sea. I mean, we, we have a house in Florida as well. And my goodness, the, the, the waves that are created by hurricanes and things like that can wipe out the sand in a hurry. I mean, we're talking feet and of sand can be wiped away in one storm and, and, the, and the house gets washed away. And that's, and that's what uh, life is all about, you know, and we don't make any mistake about it. Like I say, uh, life is filled with uh, those kind of events. And eventually, if not, sometimes those events can boom, but a boom, but a boom too, and, and really knock you down. But we, we can talk about that even more later. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, so hope, hope is built on the promises of, of God. And those promises are absolutes, absolute truth, and absolute rock. That's why I say so. So in a sense, our, our lives are built on that solid rock of God's promises. I, I look at it that way. Yes, people say you know, Christ is a rock, but I, re I really look at those as the rock that Jesus was talking about is God's promises and God's absolutes, which is getting eroded in this society. It's sad. And that's the reason why the hope today is so shallow because mankind has taken away those absolutes. You need absolutes to have hope. Hmm. Anyway, we'll go there. Yeah, no, no, it's good. And I think you kind of already answered the second question, which was really, what is your hope built on? And you kind of, you know, you kind of stated okay. that, which is, yeah, I guess so. yeah no, and, that, and that's great um, because um, when we look at things, you know, and that's one thing, it, well, the reason I've always asked the question, what is your hope built on is because we want it to be built on a solid foundation, because right. if, if it's not, then you're on, like you said, sinking sand, right? You don't want oh, something that's, you. yeah. And, and you're, so your life is being tossed to and fro because there's no stability in right. that. And so I love the way you answered that in terms of being built on the promises of God and that those promises um, are eternal. Yeah, they're yes and amen. There's, they don't change. Yep. And yeah, they're solid. Yeah. No, can, and I can, love that. You can bank on that, on those promises. You know, even, even in the midst of the storm, okay, you say, why, why does God allow this or that to happen? Now, in my life, um, I, I was watching a football game and I got the call that, that uh, I needed to just come to my sister-in-law's house. My, my brother was out on the road uh, selling and my, my parents were on their way to Chicago to get a visa for, to go to China. And anyway, I get this call and all she says is you need to get over here now. So I jumped up from the, from the couch and, and raced out the door only to find three police officers at their house. And I, I walked in and come to find out my parents and my, uh, and my uh, Chinese daughter, uh, they adopted a daughter, we're, we're in a car accident and, mm. uh, and come to find out that uh, 
that they both perished and the, and the daughter was uh, badly uh, uh, beaten and, you know, and hurt. And she was rushed off to a hospital that we eventually had to, uh, that night, raced off to the hospital to be with her to, only to to tell her that her, her parents uh, were with Jesus. So, right. Um, so you wonder, you know, they were, they were hit by a, a, a drunk driver that was uh, uh, binge drinking and uh, hmm. basically crossed the center line and, and took them to, took them home. And um, so you wonder why, you know? Yeah. And so I, I struggled through that. I, I, the book of Job, the book of Job is a, is a, is a great book to, uh, to deal with, with the whys of uh, what happens. But, and then I, I looked at the, uh, the life of uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego um, that they weren't allowed to, they, or they're being pushed to like, we're being pushed in a lot of ways uh, in this society to, to worship or believe a certain way. And, um, and they, they said, we will not bow. And they were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace there by King Nebuchadnezzar. And they were thrown into the fiery furnace. But before they, uh, they were taken, they said to the king, if we know, now here's, here's the hope. We know that God is able to mm. save us. You know, the strength of Almighty God. God is able. And, and uh, they said, God is able to save us. From the fire but if he's not we still will not bow and and they were still um uh honorable and and believing in the in 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 eternity they knew they knew where they were going because they were trusting in, in in that time in the old testament they were trusting in the, in the innocent shed blood of, of of the animal that they sacrificed as payment for their sin as they look forward to the messiah Right. So as they were looking, so their their hope was built in what God promised again that solid absolute promise of God that if they would perish in that fire that they would be present with their their Creator God, and um, but they went into the fire and and God Himself I believe in the form of Jesus actually appeared appeared to them and walked with them physically in the fire. To the point that King Nebuchadnezzar said, you know, there's a fourth man in the fire and he looks like the son of God. He must have been glowing and must have been an amazing sight that the king would say, oh, my God, he looks like a God. Yeah. You know? And they walked out of that fire without even the smell of smoke on him. Go, go ahead and read for it. It's in Daniel, in the book of Daniel. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's that it's those stories. It's those promises. It's those. Uh, things that were written in, in God's word, that at that moment, while I'm sitting at the kitchen table hearing that my parents perished, obviously there were tears and, uh, and dismay and shock. Um, and, and obviously even, even, <laughs> even at this moment, tears come to my eyes. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah. Um, but it's at those moments that, those promises, that rock, you can stand on that rock and you know that I don't understand. You can say, I don't understand. Yeah. And, and in some ways I refuse to ask God why, because, you know, when, when Job asked God, finally asked God, why are these all things happening to me? You know, why are you allowing all these things to happen? Um, 
that um, that God said, "Do you hang the stars in heaven? Do you, you know?" He basically, God relayed to Job that I am who I am, and I know what I'm doing. I am in control. Right. And see, in that 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 moment, I had to come to realize, yeah. Was I shaken? You bet I was shaken. Everybody's shaken. And, uh, but, but, God, but God's loving hands, um, in a sense, hold, held me. And maybe like the, uh, the steps in the, in the sand, the footsteps in the sand. Yeah. He, he, he scooped me up and he was holding me and holding me tight. And, you know, we have a decision to make in those moments. We all do. Do you push God away and say, God, in a sense, in a sense, you're saying, God, I hate you. And what did you allow this to happen? Or you're saying, God, I don't understand. But even though I don't understand, I love you. And, and I, I'm still accepting your promises that you're in control. And you know what? You grab a hold of him. It's sort of like I, I refer to uh, like grabbing a hold of the cross and sticking your fingers in. Uh, you put your fingernails right into the cross and hang on. You know, even if that hurricane wind blows you horizontal, hang on. Yeah. The storms of life are going to be like that. But hang on. Grab a hold of God. He's going to comfort you. He's going to bring those promises to your mind. And and you just stand, like I said, stand on the rock. You're building your house on the rock. Yeah. Stand on, stand on those promises. And he'll get you through. And you know what? And he may even show you in, in, the, in the near future or maybe in may take longer than that even some of the whys something happened or or uh, even recently my my uh, daughter was in a in a car accident and it totaled her her car that had 200,000 miles on it but uh so the car was only worth 500 bucks in, in and uh, the insurance company is giving her $2,900 for the car yeah. what a miracle yeah. which is going to help pay for her wedding which yeah. is coming up in December. So, I mean, who's to know? And she wasn't hurt, but it destroyed the car. And the fellow that hit her is, is, uh, is recovering. So we're thankful for that. Yeah. But yeah. You, you don't know why, but God will show you why. It's, it's, uh, so, again, it's, it's standing on the promises, having faith, putting, in a sense, hope. Hope is nothing unless you have faith in it. So, like Jesus, uh, the Bible says, uh, you can only be saved, saved by faith. The whole scripture is all about faith. It's believing in something that, that um, is unseen. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that's what's so hard for, for mankind in our, in our humanness to uh, trust in, in something that you can't see or touch or feel. And then you, we have the scientists sort of explaining the, the things that we can't feel, touch or feel, you know, and, and, uh, but, you know, the, the scriptures are rock solid, uh, in, in all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, we just need to put our faith in it and it's a choice. It's almost like a light switch. You're flipping it from, from not believing to, to believing, putting your faith, just placing your faith in it. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you talk now. I get no. going. In it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You know, and I think it's good what you're saying. Uh, I think, you know, the Bible is clear in Corinthians and it's throughout the scriptures. It talks about faith, hope, and love, right? It's, right. And it's, and it's like the perfect trifecta. And actually, if you 
if you study the scriptures at all, you see the scriptures always works in threes. It's the father, son, and Holy spirit. It's uh, the family unit is the mom, the the son and uh, the mom, the dad, and the, and the children. It's, it's this three works in threes. And, um, and so faith, hope, and love are, are something that work in parallel together. Right. Right. I mean, in order for my hope to be elevated to the place of where I can sustain and be hopeful, I have to have a level of faith. And, and, and all that is encompassed in my love and my affection towards what I have my faith in or my love, my hope in, you know? And so I think there's, there's some power in what you're saying there. And, and, um, but you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of people that are probably that listen to our show too, that don't know who Christ is. And so sometimes it's difficult for them to understand the ideas that you're presenting because, um, Mm -hmm. uh, in their mind, like you said, they've gone through scenarios, life-changing scenarios where maybe they lost loved ones that were very close to them. And it's hard to explain, or they're paying attention to what's going on in our world today. And, and that's hard to explain, you know, for them, it's hard to explain to themselves. And, um, and so, yeah. So, so basically, yeah, it's so important for them to actually give themselves. I mean, give yourself to the word of God Mm. because the promises are there. The truth is there to comfort them in their time of need, like I had that time of need. Now I, I had those resources to, to rely on it, you know, in a snap, snap, snap. Right. But, uh, you know, that's where, um, today get in, crack the word of God, you know, and, and get into maybe starting the book of John and, and read about who Jesus is, that Jesus is the word, you know, and that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, I think that's really good. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you shared that story with us about your family. Talk to me a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pivot a little bit from what we, we've been talking about. Sure. Since you did write this book on Revelation and given some insight into Revelation. We live right. in a day and age where I think, um, especially in the, uh, in the church community, where we are constantly assessing everything that we're seeing in the world and right. trying to pin an end of the end of world label on it and uh yeah with no yeah. level of clarity and you know and i i always you know and i I'm, trust me i and with all the conspiracy theories and different things that float sure. around we get we get sucked into those things and uh how, right. how and, and that but that could create a hopeless situation even for a believer right. because we're sure. like going Wow, I thought this was going to happen. I mean, I think of, you know, going through history, looking at even the Jim Jones and taking people to Guyana and they drank the Kool-Aid, yeah. right? Right, I, right. You know, so, um, you know, think, I, I just talk to me a little bit about that. Even sure. in light of what you see in Revelations, how, do, how does one remain hopeful right. in that right. time period? Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, and like I say, the scriptures all uplift us and, and give us the, the hope that we have. And to, even to the point where those three boys in, in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's day, we're willing to go through the fire mm-hmm. for almighty God, you know, and, you know, if God saved them, fine. If not, that's fine too. That, that's their, their attitude, you know? So some people believe, you know, that the, the so-called catching away or rapture that's uh, talked about in first uh, Thessalonians chapter four, um, 
happens, I, I'm a pre-trib rapturist. That means that I believe that the, the catching away of the Christians happens before the tribulation period, this seven-year period that, that Daniel clearly, in the book of Daniel, clearly says is for the Israel, for, for the Jews. Now, uh, and I, I backtrack. When I say it's for Israel, now, who, who is Israel? You know, anybody can be, in a sense, can be a Jew if you choose to follow their religion, okay? Right. But what, 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 the, what the scripture, what the Great Tribulation period is for, is the descendants of Israel, who is really Jacob, who is one of the sons of Isaac, okay? Which Isaac was the, the promised son of Abraham. That's how it all the, the Jewish um, society uh, people started so really it's a heritage mm. so so the last seven the last seven years that uh, coined the great tribulation period is really for the descendants of jacob who god changed his name to israel so that's who we're talking about that's what the seven years is about so i believe that the the great uh, that the rapture the snatching away of the christians happens before the seven-year clock even starts okay and then at, um, and i believe that what starts the seven-year clock is actually the signing of the peace contract before in a sense the peace contract is is between ishmael and isaac again the two and and that's what we see coming there in that region so at the at the and it's not just a, i know we've had a couple of signings president trump had a couple of signings with some of the arab nations with Israel and that's good it's a it's a prelude it's a it's a beginning it's a it's a pathway uh, to what's coming um, but this this uh, peace contract will be between the whole uh, all of the Arabic world and Israel and when that happens that'll start the seven-year clock and and then what you see in in uh, from Revelation chapter 4 um, to Revelation 19 will will occur during that seven year period yeah and yeah and i and basically as far as where i'm coming from with the book is i simply i believe i believe this is true uh, like i said in the beginning that revelation god yeah, god uh claims and, and says promises god promises that we can understand revelation <laughs> okay whoa okay so um so i went on that and 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 I got to say, I, I did learn, I, I took some teaching from uh, Dr. Jack Van Empey, okay, his, his idea of, of uh, layering, at least in his, in his uh, teaching, he layered uh, the, the trumpets and the bowls of Revelation as seven events, okay. Now I go further than that. I actually layer, I layer the seals along with the the bowls and the and the trumpets but i also layer the four horses as well basically laying layering them on top of each other because throughout the scriptures god teaches the scriptures through parables and and other uh, methods and um you, you got you got ezekiel in the old testament you got zechariah you got daniel isaiah they're all talking about the same seven-year event at one point in time in their script in their writings mm. What is that? That's God just telling it over and over and over again. So we 
to, can understand it by layering, putting one on top of the other, getting more and more. Our teaching is, uh, we learn precept on top of precept. That's, that's how, we, how we learn to strengthen our knowledge in, in whatever we're, we're learning. So that's how, how God does revelation. And yeah. that's, that's how I wrote it. That's how I believe. And, yeah. uh, and, it, and when you read it, and I, and I put the scriptures next to each other. So you'll be reading chapters. I, I'm just guessed chapter six of uh, Revelation along with chapter uh, 15 right next to each other. Now I, I leave the, the verse designations there so you know where in the in the bible it's found but you'll you'll see how well they they mesh together and how they they add to the event so it's basically we're talking the first three and a half years of revelation is is uh is peaceful in a sense the 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 the, the antichrist the fellow that comes on the scene in power is is going to be kind and uh and peaceful and and giving and merciful and even powerful to be too deceiving, uh, basically most. Um, but I believe we're not there. I believe I believe that before that peace contract is signed, the rapture occurs, and the Christian, the people, I should say, the people who have the Holy Spirit living within them, and I can explain that shortly here, uh, will be taken away by God and uh, taken out of the way. Yeah. As found found in First uh, First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, but anyway, uh, when see the only way, and here here we go. This is this is this is how this is what everybody's sitting here on the edge of their seat. Okay, Nate, how does this work? Okay, how do you get to know Jesus? How do you how do you how do you get snatched away in the rapture? I want to get out of here. Now that's our hope. Because that's in First Thessalonians four at the end. That that's the hope that Paul's talking about to Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter four. Anyway, basically, it's like I said before. It's like a light switch. You're flipping the light switch on. You're going from not believing to believing. Um, Roman, you know, if you're if if your listeners having a hard time with, is there a God or isn't there, isn't there a God? Brother, just just go to Romans chapter one, and it talks about creation. All you have to do is is look at a leaf on a tree, or look uh, look at your uh, look at your your wife's or your 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 brother's eyes. You know, watch watch your hand move. You know, yeah. watch your fingers and your and your thumb, especially your thumb, is an amazing tool. Did that? Can you really believe that that came from evolution and what what they're feeding us? No, come on now. <laughs> See in, in in Romans chapter one it says we are of not no we have no excuse but to believe because of creation, God calls it our general general revelation. So by that you can you can accept that there is a supreme being a supreme God somebody that actually created the created us created you, hmm. and all He asks us to do is accept Him believe that He exists. And that comes from faith again. There's that word, faith. Yeah. So, so we believe that he that that God exists. That's step number one. And step number two is believing that God came to the earth in in bodily form in the and and we know him by Jesus Christ. Uh, Two thousand years ago, was born of a virgin without sin because he was born of a virgin. That's why he had to be born a virgin. 
And so he did not have the sinful nature like you and I have. So, and, and, and he went to the cross and he stayed sinless. He, and, and uh, he experienced all the pains and sufferings. He cried, he, he, all the feelings that we have. Almighty God, your, your creator experienced that. And he went to the cross and he shed his blood. Now, remember what I said before in the, in the, in the podcast, um, the Old Testament people were instructed to, to sacrifice an innocent lamb or, or goat or something, innocent animal. And, and that blood, they, they, they put their hope, we're talking about hope, they put their hope in that shed blood of that innocent animal as payment for their sins for that year. Now they had to do it the next year and the year after that and the year after that's what God instructed. So as they did that and put their hope, their faith in that shed blood of those, as those animals, God respected that as payment for their sin. We all have sinned and come short of the perfection of God. That's why we need a savior. And so today we look back at Christ at Jesus Christ, his blood that he shed, it's the blood of Christ that pays for your sin and my sin. I, I'm a sin. I said a few things. I, was, I, I wasn't perfect driving over here in a rainstorm trying to set up for this podcast. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, but praise God for grace and his love for me and his love for you. So all it is is flipping that switch believing you're not at the moment maybe you're not believing in, in in that christ died for you that that's all it is that it basically you flip the switch on you say you know what i understand what nate's saying you know what lord i do believe that you exist and you know what god i believe that jesus did die for my sin and and shed his his blood and his blood is payment for my sin lord i give myself to you and i understand that that your shed blood pays for my sin. And because of that, if, because of my trusting in that shed blood, that you will take me to heaven in the rapture. And that's our hope. That's yeah. it. That's just, it's nothing what you can do. The Holy Spirit, God will, God will come in and the Holy Spirit will dwell with you at that moment supernaturally. I know it's, it's wild and maybe beyond your understanding. That's fine. It's just naturally going to happen. And he loves you and he's going to take care of you. He's going to guide you. Like I told one fellow, I said, when the Holy Spirit comes in at salvation, you know, maybe something you were doing before, maybe you just won't like it anymore. And you won't understand why you don't like it. Or you maybe want to go to this certain place. And it's like, you know what? I don't feel like I should be going there. Or I really don't want to go there. And yet I don't understand why. But that's how God works. He's gentle and kind. And he and he move on you. And, and it'll be easy. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. My goodness, you know, our, our, our life is so heavy and hard, hard laden and heavy laden. Jesus wants to make it light and, and, and hardly any burden at all. It's light because yeah. he wants to do it for you. And so that, that's it in a nutshell. The good works that people talk about um, are, are something that God will direct you in and, that, and it'll be easy for you to do. You know, it's not hard. It's not hard. And, you know, and just as you do it, it'll be so much joy and peace. And just like Dan and I sharing here on the podcast, it's wonderful to allow the Holy Spirit and God to, to, to talk through you and work through you. Oh, man. 
that that's 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 there's nothing more amazing there's not no pleasure on earth that matches that honest to god yeah and uh so yeah it it you know it's a matter of faith believing what we're saying here go to the word yourself and check it out yourself it's it's right there in the black and white and some of it's in red so uh yeah i guess i'm done i don't know you want to leave <laughs> yeah, me on no, your no. No, I, and I, I really do appreciate that, Nate, honestly, um, sharing that and sharing your heart and, um, and doing all those things. Uh, what was the name of your book again? Yeah, it's, uh, again, Are You Ready? With Are a you question ready? Mark. Are you ready? Understanding God's final chapter. And yeah, the, the, first, the first chapter really is about bringing what I just talked about, the shed blood of Christ as payment for your sin. Because really, to really fully um enjoy uh, through hope enjoy this the book of revelation through hope because it's ugly you know yeah it gets yeah. it's uh, it gets ugly you, you know well the other thing i want to say i'm not sure how much time we have you can cut me off anytime but um <laughs> you know the things that god allows us to go through and i know you're sitting there and you're saying oh are you kidding me what's going on god doesn't love me you know but, you know, God allows things to go through. I mean, we're talking good people. God allows things, people to go through. Why? It's to refine them. It's, it's sort of like, I don't know if you've ever, I worked with uh, lead in the fishing business. And uh, you'd, you'd put the dirty wheel weights into the lead pot, and it's ugly. I mean, we're talking, it's the, the steel and the dirt and everything. But then that comes to the top and we skim that off to try and get a nice, clean, clean lead. Well, then what you do is we turn up the heat a little bit. So you start it low and you skim that off and you turn the heat. Basically, that's what God's doing. He's turning up the heat lovingly. I know it doesn't feel like it. I know. <laughs> I know it doesn't. It's, it's H-E double hockey sticks. It's hell is what it is. I know. And God knows it too. But he's in control. He won't, he won't destroy you. He's doing it so to, to help you make a decision. Again, it's a decision that flipping the light switch on and off. Make a decision to grab a hold of him instead of pushing him away. That's what it's all about. Grab a hold of God in those times. And I'm telling you, grab hold tight. And um, grab hold of God. And what he's going to do as he turns up the heat in your life, and he skims off the dirt. Maybe the bad words coming out or whatever, you know, or, or throwing stuff or, you know, doing things worse than that. I mean, stuff happens. God knows. God understands. And he's, he's going to scrape that stuff out of your life. Before you know it, the next time you're going to be stronger. There may even be, there may even be scars from those things. <laughs> I know. I know. But sometimes those scars are actually tougher than the original skin. You know that. We yeah. all know that. Yeah. So, it, you know, and God allows it. Why? Because he knows that tougher times are coming, you know, to, for you to get through. Because the whole idea is for you to get to the end, to run the race, to get to the end and finish the finish line with your faith in him. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, Nate, I really do appreciate your time yeah. and I appreciate your words of wisdom today that you've shared with folks on, in terms of hope and how to find hope. Um, it's all hope, yeah. Yeah. Amen. And 
Also, for those of you that are interested in Nate's book, it's going to be in the show notes. It is, uh, so there'll be a link to how to go find it and get it um, yeah. and, and get that purchase. But uh, again, I really, truly appreciate you being on the show today. For all you listeners out there, uh, we look forward to having you back again next week. But stay faithful and stay hopeful in the meantime. Have a great one.